And welcome back to Top Dogs. Today we are going to be talking about the balancing act of our personal hobby of being furries with our daily grinding. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> I'm talking about life stuff, you filthy animals. Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry, my mind was somewhere. I'm tired. <laughs> if you ever, if you ever felt like you were walking a tightrope between two worlds, this is the episode for you. So sit back, relax, and listen to your favorite himbos talk about the balance of life. Yeah. Even though we're probably, because <laughs> we, we have no bounds in our lives anyways. Clearly. Because we, uh, we literally messed up the whole time of this. So, it's just so much struggles happen today. But other than that, and also you taking, you know, forever in your three-hour drive. Yeah, well, I actually, I was able to save 45 minutes, by the way. I changed my route, and I did a little maneuver thingies, and it went pretty well. Mm -hmm. I was lucky. I okay. avoided a lot of traffic. So, you know, we had to prioritize, you know, a lot of things in our lives, whether it be our hobbies, our commitments, our jobs, and all these things that come to play, right? So, how do we balance, like, our furry community and the other aspects of our life? Because, you know, I know you have things that you do as in the hobby of being a furry, so do I. But you have work, you know, you visit family recently as well. And then you did some personal projects and like I am doing yeah. personal projects. So how do you balance all that? I think for me, the easiest way to balance all of this is to set up priorities on what is the most important. What are your core values of concerning your family, your work, your friendships, your hobbies and everything? And and it's trying to find uh, a good balance between all of these things. And usually everything, what comes first is always friends and family in real life than my work if my work calls for me. Uh, the freeze for me are considered more in my slots for hobbies and stuff that I do. Um, so I, I, I go with the system setting up priorities. What requires most of my time, what benefits me the most, what can has the long-term effect. So it's a few little things. But for me, it would be simply for priorities. My priorities, it just depends because for me, at least, I know I have ADD. And I have to, like, understand what is important right now and what I can do later. Like, for example, um, if I need to do chores around the house, right? Well, that's the first thing I need to do. But I don't usually remember that the first thing because if I don't have, like, like a piece of paper or your phone on your app, like notes on your app that tells you what to go, what to do first. Then I, I'm just all scrambled. So that's what I do. I make a list of things I need to do first so I can do my, the things I want to do later. That's how I do it. And I thought, you know, that's actually a good way to, you know, not lose track of things as well. So you don't miss or forget something as well. Um, I like the idea when you brought up about spending time with, you know, family and friends first. Uh, I would, I love to do that. And which is why I always call, you know, my boyfriend and stuff like that first. And see, before I head into work and I always let my mom know that, hey, I'm about to head out and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's good to you know consider those things, which I do agree. 
Yeah. It's all a matter of, it's a balancing act, honestly. Mostly when you get really involved with a lot of hobbies, a lot of responsibilities, cleaning the house, which I forgot to mention. It's, it's finding a right balance. You cannot put all your eggs in one basket. It's really good to diversify. And also think about who's going to be there if you crash and fail. Who's going to help you pick you up, get back on your feet and stuff like that. So prioritize the people that can really help you. And it's the furries and all, they're a really good community. I feel like I can really fully express myself and I've met amazing, talented peoples and I'm very grateful for that. But if I need any sort of physical help, I cannot count on furries. It's my friends, my family close by that are come over to my rescue and help me out if I really need help, if I'm a dire situation or not, I know that I can count on them. Uh, though I, I will say that you said uh, in terms of like furries that you said you can't really count on them can you define what you mean because they're not around they're not close to me and mm-hmm. they're nowhere close to me so and most of my friends are actually in the states or all around the world but furries that i regularly talk to that are in my area i don't really have them i have a lot of furry friends but we don't really hang out anymore i kind of calmed down or died out or something i don't know there's also the thing about there's some things that we do that we don't really expect other people to help us with um that mm-hmm. we cannot really depend on them to do it which some of them need to understand that because I see I feel like some furries out there don't really understand that they I understand they want to help, but the things that they want to help us in is not so much that they can help us with. Like for example, um, your business. Like I've I've heard that someone wanted to help you out. And I was like, yeah, that's like if I was to ask you, hey, can I help you out with your business? You probably would say no because I probably don't know what I'm doing. No, exactly. If, if I'm going to be asking help for furries, I know some furries, they want to help out, but they're, they might not be suited for the exact need that I want. And I will try to find the person that can help me the best with this situation. First of all, uh, just to save time, just to make it efficient and successful as much as possible. Now, it's not saying that furries are not reliable or they're not good to anything. That's not what I'm saying. I just want to clear that out. Uh, I gotta say that the phrase are the group of people that I can feel like I can express myself fully. If I need to vent something, hang out, be goofy, anything, I feel like the furries, they can fill out that role perfectly. And I gotta say, my best parties I ever had on my place were the furries on top of everything. I had my airsoft group of friends, my bear group of friends, IRL friends, politics friends, restaurant friends. Mm. And I gotta say, furries they're goddamn party animals and they own that title just right man because they're amazing parties that ended up at three or four in the morning hell yeah (laughs) but i also want to point out one thing is this is that what you said that you don't count out furries for trying to help you with what you need uh for example this wonderful team that we have in the back you know they suit our needs just as fine for just you know hey you guys do an awesome job (laughs) <laughs> even though they don't even necessarily yeah. even have to help us, they still do. We're not denying that there is some help out there that we do need. I'm just saying, like, you know, um, most of the time, I prefer if if I'm talking to furries, it's more about fun than it is about talking business or work. <laughs> but then yeah. again, there comes a need where we're going to have to sometimes i have conversations with the community manager sometimes i talk to sakura it happens but sometimes i try to like take the conversation okay i'm done with business talking now i'm just gonna talk like i'm their friend 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Because here's the thing, our, our community is so diversified on everybody's skill set that I cannot say, like, no furries are useless or no furries are useful. It's it's so vague. It's like a whole world in itself, right? There's a lot of people that have really great, amazing, talented skills. Some people are good for this. Some people are good for that. And, you know, being so busy, I want to be as efficient as possible with my time. So I'm mm. going to seek help for the people I need from. I'm currently working yeah. a, a little bit, a little announcement I want to do. I want to start working on my first game, uh, a visual novel based off uh, a story that goes in a pu- in a package from a store. And I want to turn to expand the story and build, a, you know, characters. But I'm not an artist that can draw. I cannot make music. I cannot make backgrounds. I cannot write stories. So I've gathered up a bunch of my friends in the furry community that that know that I know that have that specific skill set that can help me with. And I've gathered up a team that will help me on this project. And I'm really excited because having a big project like that will make me spend time with them. We'll get to bond, build something. We're going to be proud together. I'm going to be the one that is going to lead the team and I'm going to do the final programming and putting all those elements that everybody's going to do and put them together. Um, I don't plan to make money on this. It's going to be something for free, but it's kind of going to be referencing my business, but it's my way mm-hmm. to show off the talents these people can have and hopefully they can turn this into a business of their own where they can produce music they can uh become a popular artist or they can do this and that so you know it's it's fun what i like about the furries is how diversified everybody's skill sets are and mm-hmm. it's a very resourceful community but me where it ends is when i need physical interactions sadly you know mm-hmm. there's no much like like online stuff you can do right if i need you to help you know lift my car up and like loosen a couple boats while i'm trying to fit like a cable through i have nobody in the furry community close to me that can help me with that i would love to though (laughs) so yeah the only person i can really think of is whiplash but you know he's not yeah whiplash exactly no not really (laughs) 20 hour drive my car wouldn't make it but speaking of Whiplash, if you guys notice, Whiplash is not here because um he's gotta go to work at four in the morning and it's pretty late so just keep that in mind (laughs) this yeah as i said before this is like way beyond our schedule so (laughs) we're just doing what we can today so anyways so we have faced many problems between you know our furry activities and even our professional life right so how do we i would ask like what do we do to like prepare to balance those things like balance those challenges I usually try to tell people to tell me ahead of time as much as possible. I do have a calendar that is synced up with my husband's phone. So when he has stuff, it shows up on my phone. And when I do stuff, it shows on his. If if there's a conflict that happens, I usually tell people, like, try to tell me, like, at least two weeks ahead of time or three. The longer, the better, of course. Uh, but if a conflict shows up and I'm, I'm having to choose between two things... Usually we'll go through a process of weighing the pros and cons and everything and what is more important. Uh, going to a party with some friends or bringing moral support to my best friend who just went through a broke up. The party sounds a lot more fun, but as a friend, if I care about my friends, I need to be there for him because I know he would do the same for me. So setting up pros and cons for each, compiling and whatever you think is the most reasonable place to go, then you go that way. Hmm. I would. I think I remember my one of my uh, high school teachers who who was teaching us like the stock marketing, and he. 
I can't remember what it said, but you bring up a good point. Um, you are left with choices on what you consider a priority. And whatever you choose, it's neither the right nor the wrong answer. It just depends on you. But you have to understand the consequences of each choice you make. Exactly. For example, uh, when you brought up about going to a party or spending or spending time with a friend that just recently, you know, lost a boyfriend, right? Um, you can be there for your boyfriend, but the consequences is you're going to be not having fun when you could be. Yeah. Now, if you now if you go choose to go to the party, you go through that thing in the back of your mind. It's like, man, I feel like an asshole for just not being there for my friend. And you're losing your, your, your friend doesn't trust you anymore. So if you need a favor from him, you won't be able mm -hmm. to count on him. You just need to learn how to outweigh the pros and cons. Yep. What would be morally right? I would say. Yeah. That's what I, In, I think at least. If you struggle with a situation like this, you can uh, actually talk to the person and tell them, like, this is what I'm going on. I don't know what to, to do exactly. You can actually have a conversation with the person and communicate. And you can try to compromise, like, hey, I'm busy right now. Is it okay if, like, I stay at this party for an hour or two? And then I'm going to be right back and I'll be right there with you for the rest of the evening. And I'm going to focus 100%. But I've made some promises to other people and I don't want to disappoint them at the same time. So, so if you, you're stuck, compromise and try to talk with a person and see how they feel, but don't try to be pushy. What I would also say another thing would be is that I wouldn't give up yourself entirely to people because you still got to make yourself happy, right? So exactly. if you want to go out and party, you can, but I know your friend wants to be there for you. Like if I wanted to really, really party, I'd be like hey to my friend that just you know went through the breakup i'll be like let's talk about this tomorrow i am going to go hang out with some friends because i promised i would hang out with them and you know you do have to be careful how you work things so like if i told them yeah i'll be there like tonight well they're expecting you to be there tonight and you didn't show up well that's kind of crappy right yeah. so yeah Manage your words carefully. That's what I always say. Yeah, I don't remember. And I don't think this, it's a. This... Oh, sorry. But I also, but I think it's a good idea to still do both. But you just gotta learn how to manage it the correct way. Yep. That's all. So go on. A, a, a good example we had this week. This week you called me and you didn't feel so right, but I was in the middle of a client and I was going to do stuff. But then you told me, "Lay, I need to talk to you about something." And I was like, "Okay, this is important." And I put this client aside. I'm like, "Okay, he's my client's doing something," mm. and I'm like, "Okay, what's up? What's going on?" And then you told me what you went through. And then I actually ended up asking me how I was doing and if I was doing all right. And then I told you I had these issues going on. So we ended up like yeah. exchanging and communicating. So yeah, be there yeah. for your friends. They'll, they'll end up giving it back to you some ways or another. Uh, and you know, by the way, that problem I did bring up too, it's fine. We're good. Oh, okay. cool. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I gotta tell you a story since we're exchanging like phone call conversations, Kit. I'm kidding. Uh, like, I'm no, kidding. No, I'm not part of this. I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I just thought it'd be funny. Just... 
Slater left for the underdog part. The uh, off dog. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> off dogs. Name but off dogs. Okay. You know what? Here's a good thing. Um, how do you like handle the situation of like explaining your furry light to people in other areas of your life, especially like you have normal friends, right? Uh, Most like, of them are. What, yes. Uh, have you faced any misunderstandings or even some like judgment for it? I don't think so. Honestly, I've always been clear. My friends, all my friends, they love, they know about all my multiple hobbies and they're pretty understanding. And I communicate a lot to my friends. I tell them exactly what's going on. I'm like, I've been involved. I tell them, hey, I've been involved into a podcast and this furry community, and then they don't know what the furry community is, so I end up explaining them to them what it is, the anthropomorphic animals. Uh, the, mm. the way I like to explain it is if you would be reincarnated into an animal or combination of animals, what would you be? And it makes them think, and they're like questioning themselves. They're like, oh, I think I would see myself like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, that's what I'm into. And we've built a community and a podcast. And I also have, I make content. And I also have my business based off of that. So this is what I'm doing this weekend. I'm going to be doing this and that. And people are actually end up being very curious about it. And they end up asking me questions. And uh, my mother has actually been listening fact. to some of the episodes. And she's, like, awesome. she's liking it. Yeah, she's sweet. Interesting fact. <laughs> that was cool. If any normie is watching this and you get curious about the community, you pretty much fell into our trap. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah. You you eventually one just give us, into it. One of us. One it of just us. happens. I don't know how to yeah. explain it. But, you know, it brings we'll up a good happen. point. Yes. I never really had that problem either, um, but there. I also feel like it's not always necessary to explain that to people at all. Like I don't even explain it to people at work. I just kind of keep to myself at work. Just pop the cap. <laughs> yeah, true. I try to give them a form of explanation whatsoever without going into too much details. What it and like a. A 10 second heads up turns into a 30 minute conversation. So I try to make it very short and steady. That's why I've been giving the explanation. It takes me literally 30 seconds. They're like, oh, sounds cool. And then I just move on to what it's, I was saying. It's more like, I don't know. It's something with colleagues. I just don't, I don't really let myself know who I really am. It just doesn't seem appropriate, I guess. Mm. Am I wrong for thinking that way? No, I well, personally, I don't bring it up if it's not part of the conversation. If it's relevant mm -hmm. and he's asking me, like, what are you doing on this weekend? Then what are you going to do? Then I'm going to tell them exactly what's going to be happening. And yeah, there's that's also a, where it can lead up to questions. Yeah, there's, there's also the balance. Like, you don't, there's, there's something you just don't bring up at work that is, like, inappropriate to, like, bring up. Like, well, my business, <laughs> obviously. Well, yeah, no, that, that that's your personal business, the private business that you run, but you don't bring that up to your colleagues. No. <laughs> yeah. I try not to as much as possible, but I, I, I'm a terrible liar. And excuse me, you... having to ask a lot of questions I'm like, oh, God, damn, I don't want to go in this direction. I'm like, at some point, I will just drop and be like, hey, it's going to a place where I'm a I don't feel 100% comfortable. Yeah, I sell toys for adults. Yay. 
adults. No, just just don't. You don't need to say adults. They say I sell toys. Yeah, I sell toys, and then they gotta ask me what kind of toys. I have like colleagues that are very nosy, and like these are the, sometimes you don't know they are until they get you into a subject, and that becomes mm-hmm. a very complicated thing. But yeah, moving on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I like to to address is like I remember when I was like writing my book series and somebody even asked me a question about the characters I'm writing. He asked me like, and here's a balance thing, and it comes up with marketing and things like that. So for for the mention, furries are interesting consumers when they're buying a product. Like if it's anything furry related, they'll buy it regardless. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very easy market. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm aware of that. But I like to, but even though my book series is based, definitely anthropomorphic, I still want to appeal to the norm side. So that marketing is a little bit different. For example, I had one person ask me if my characters were gay, and I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> and he's like, well, why not? Has like, have you ever heard of a mobster that was gay? Well, I mean, there's we're in a new era where everything is possible, so I don't know. I'm going based Depends on, on I'm go, look, well, no, this is how I go. I do a lot of research on that kind of whole organization, and I, mm-hmm. I looked up one guy as the main source because he used to live that life, and it's not a big circuit. You can watch him on YouTube called Michael Francis. He's kind of the guy I get my main source from. But yeah, he, he says it's frowningly looked down upon. It, that's just how it is. <laughs> so I, I like to keep it accurate as possible when it comes to the stories and since it's a very kind of like macho kind of guys I like to keep it that yeah. way in terms of marketing because okay. I just want to make the characters real as possible well at the same time you know the gay community represents what 20-25% of the world the other 75% are the standard yeah. normies stereo um uh, heterosexual so if you're trying to hit yeah. the bigger market as possible then it's you know you got to take you know logical yeah the decisions. balances of those of marketing well, it makes sense i don't yeah and just like i said it's not really hard to market with furries as long as it's anthropomorphic they'll they'll watch utopia for example any type yeah. of anthropomorphic show comes out or even a movie they're gonna find their daddy okay <laughs> it doesn't matter that's right yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on. You'd be so weak with Bowser. <laughs> oh, Bowser's sexy. Hey, look. I'm into dads, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know you are. Everybody here. <laughs> they're, they're sexy. They're attractive. But yeah, there, there's definitely... Experience. But yeah, it's definitely like a balance of trying to market it correctly. And, I, and pretty much it's more... Re- like, if you're a reader... And you're trying to, and you're expecting this character to be this way. Well, most people prefer realism as much as possible when you're writing anything. So that's why I did a lot of research into that kind of field to make sure it was as accurate as I can make it, you know? And it also, it's great because it also fits to what very, like, what I consider very masculine people would like. So... Because I'm asking myself, I, I like that kind of shit. So, like, uh, the show Peaky Blinders is very, pretty much that way. Um, 
the godfathers that way you know these these movies and tv shows that i grew up liking is kind of pretty much similar to the story that i'm writing the only difference is is it's a fantasy full of animals <laughs> yeah having so, elements yeah. where people relate to is a very strong way to attach listeners mm-hmm. or readers to your story mm-hmm. which and and to be honest with you again still marketing with the buying the book of just anthropomorphic as long as the furries will buy regardless and they'll find their new daddy whoever their daddy might be because <laughs> <laughs> oh, anytime because uh, i've seen it every time every time an anthropomorphic tv show or movie comes out that's my new daddy <laughs> oh yeah it's 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 un- undeniable it happens every single time and i'm like oh god what is it this time <laughs> Oh, I'm seeing this new character. I'm like, who's this guy? I don't know. What's going on now? Please explain it to me. <laughs> it's either Lagoshi, and then it went to uh, the bad, the bad wolf guy, and then it went to Bowser. Yeah, they're the those first two are too Twinkie for me. I like the big Gary <laughs> Shelley. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't find neither of them attractive. They're not my type. But anyways, uh, that's okay. Billions of fish in the sea. Um, well, of course. But let me ask you this. How has, like, being a part of the furry community influenced or even benefit other parts of your life? Whether personally or even professionally? I think the furries, the, one of the biggest benefits with furries, it, it really helped me work on being more outgoing. Uh, uh, organizing events, become like an event planner, uh, gathering people, um, it allowed me to work on my social skills a lot. And, you know, mm-hmm. being part of the furry community, I started getting inspired by a lot of people out there, content creators, such as yourself. I was, I was following you before I started making content on TikTok. And mm-hmm. I think the furries have influenced me a lot to get involved into many different hobbies, different things. I mean, by doing the pot, the, the the TikTok content, you invited me to be on the podcast, and the podcast itself allowed me to teach me how to speak properly, not use filler words, be careful with what I say, uh, and also it helped me start my own business because I found a clientele that could buy my crazy inventions and ideas. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. grateful for that, honestly. I would say what it benefit for me was it would be. Definitely learning social structure. For example, like before this podcast, I did not know how to speak correctly. I did not know how to socialize correctly. I was a nervous breakdown at one point. And this podcast, in a way, helped me force a skill that I wasn't very comfortable with doing anyways. Talking to people. It... It made me really pay attention to how I said things to people. Now, I'm not great. I'm not perfect either. There is some things that I have slipped that I did not mean a few times. It all happens. We're all human here. But it's a learning experience. To And I'm grateful because of this podcast, I'm able to speak better now. I would say that is one of my biggest things. Another thing... Yeah, this, hmm? No, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. I want to I want to hear what you want to say. 
Oh, I was going to say, public speaking is a skill in itself, though. It requires a lot of practice. And a lot, it requires a lot of self-confidence, too. Mm-hmm. That is something. that I've been the, the That's been helping me a lot on standing up in front of a crowd, announcing something, speaking something, discussing a subject. So that's another thing that's been very good for you. I hope it's been kind of the same for you as well, right? Since you've been oh, working on that quite a lot. It also inspired me to work on things that I didn't ever think I would ever do again. Like the book series. Like, I never thought I would go back to writing again. Like, I stopped, like, before the podcast, I haven't written in, like, two years before that. And I was just writing short stories and all stuff like that. But I I gotten back to my own writing again, and I just, like, damn, I can't stop. <laughs> You're really good at it. I'm looking forward to your t- your story. I think it's going to be absolutely right. great. But before we continue, subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that notification bell. When you hit the notification bell, it will notify you with each of our videos and shorts. Follow us on our audio platforms and leave us a rating as that will help us out a lot in growing. Also, join our Discord and our Telegram chat. Links for all of this are in the link tree down below in the description. Hey Top Dogs fans, are you ready for an elevated fan experience? Discover exclusive perks by joining our service subscription on Discord or Patreon. For $2.99 a month, become a podcast supporter, unlock raw, unedited podcast episodes, access supporter meetups, and receive a unique custom pie emoji among other special goodies. Craving some more? Then you level up to our podcast supporter plus for $5.99 a month. Participate in episode voting, share your feedback, and experience the excitement of being in our live audience. Plus, get an insider's peeks at our upcoming plans and merchandise. Remember, your support is the fuel to our fire. And while these subscriptions are optional, they optional, they significantly help us grow. So join us now and let's make Top Dog's journey even more phenomenal. Just remember, each time that you give fuel to the fire, the stream breathes out fire. Yes, and I give headpats too, and I call you a good boy or a good girl or whatever you want me to call you. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can definitely spit out fire. Oh yeah, I sure do. You haven't done. <laughs> there you go. Don't burn down the studio, I Jesus. I just hope it doesn't clip the audio <laughs> for Sakura. Sorry about that. <laughs> now nah, we good? It's All fine. right. Okay. Cool. No. All right, <laughs> but anything. Um, so I guess another thing is like you know we love to be furries, but I think some people need to understand that it's not all of us either. Like because we have other things that make us who we are. I think what most people confuse with us is that people think being a furry is the whole package, and that's only a part of us. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's a part of us. It's to me, as most of things, it's a hobby. It's something I do on the side that I enjoy doing. It's a way for me to. Oh, he crashed. Is he crashing? Hello? Hey. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh shoot! He became. Yeah, a my headset turned off. Uh, I don't know why. Hold on. Stand by. Okay. While he is, can um, we clip that out of the? Can we clip that out of the recording, <laughs> please? Yeah, we'll pause. You don't want to pause? Okay. Okay. Well, uh, let me come s- on. Okay. <sighs> oh. Okay, I'm coming back to life now. Uh, my face tracking is gonna be borked. Okay. Uh, let me restart my face tracking. <laughs>
<laughs> I was rubbing my beans across your head. <laughs> okay, thank you for the head pats. <laughs> of course. Okay, let me let me close that. I'm just gonna have to restart. <laughs> um, surprisingly, my audio didn't kick me out. Normally, when I my headset disconnects, I have to reboot my. Your eyes are closed. I have to rejoin the instance. I know, I know. It's face tracking. Give me a second. I just. Need are you to, blind? Think to reboot. Yes. Uh, I still see you. Looks like uh -huh. I'm not. You're not seeing me, but trust me. Uh, I can continue <laughs> explaining. Um, so while this reboots, um, so well, damn it, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Damn it, I'm trying to pick so up So I was saying, like, how I think being a furry is a part of us. It's not the whole package. And then you, and yes. I asked you, would you agree with that? Yes, because for, for me, again, the furries is a hobby, something I do on the side. It's something I do to escape reality, which really helps me with my, you know, mental stress I deal with everyday life. So it, <laughs> it's really good. Um... Yeah, I don't know what else to say concerning that. <laughs> well, I guess with most people, um, the reason why I bring that up is because there's the, there's that whole thing of people that also need learning how to balance who fiction is and who's the guy behind fiction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think most people who think they see fiction, they see the that that's it. That's all they see is that I'm I'm all of that, and I'm like, no, there's there's more to my. There's more to my uh, character than just the grumpy husky because that's what most people see. <laughs> yeah. And people who really know me, like you, Sakura, Kit, everybody backstage, they they know I don't act this way every single day. <laughs> no, but we don't. None of us do, actually. I I'd like to continue on that if you don't mind. Sure. So I protect this, you know, this guy a very manly daddy-ish thing but in everyday life well i do show a lot of care and i do show a lot of support so there's part of this that is actually true but in my everyday life you know i work a 40 hours a week job i have my husband i need to take care of i have my dog i have the house to clean making dinner repairing stuff around the house so i get busy with a bunch of stuff and you know Try to balance balancing all these things is very tedious sometimes and i have sometimes need to neglect uh, some me time we call it in my relationship like sometimes my husband needs to have his me time I need to have my me time and usually my me time is me either tinkering or hopping on VR chat and spend time with friends and just goof around and have a good time I would say another thing um, for people who who don't really know us completely I kind of learned a long time ago people who are big fans of us Really like to know who we are and not just, you know, what they see every day. Um, I would yeah. say, you know, you are definitely a caring person. I'm a, and you do it in your own way. I do it in my own way. Like if somebody was to mess with my team, like they were literally bullying. The, I'm the I'm the aggressive type and I will. I'm kind of like the intimidating <laughs> factor of it. <laughs> Even if somebody in that inner circle was I, I was annoyed with. Like, like, let's say a kid annoyed me, I, and someone was messing with him. I, I'd be like, "Hey, you don't mess with kid. If you keep doing that, you're not gonna like me." <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm more of the That's passive how I type. I've never thrown fits. I've never threw a fit at a uh, fist at somebody. I never punched anyone. I don't throw fists. Always... I don't throw fists at people. I no, I, but talk I don't to them. give the impression. I'm not. I don't give the impression I'm gonna throw fists either. <laughs> 
comes off it comes off with like when I used to tell you the when I used to play sports and I told you what happened to my teammate and my first reaction was to defend my teammate. And you knew what happened yeah. when I told you that. I literally yeah. checked that dude into the, the goalpost. So now oh boy, uh, it's, just, it's not the answer. But but at that time it was appropriate. Now if someone was name calling any of my teammates uh, I would not be okay with that because I would be like, okay, I'm going to have a talk with this person. And, you know, respectfully, I don't curse them out or anything, but I let them know. I was like, hey, I don't appreciate what you're doing to my friends. And as you keep doing this, we're going to have a problem. That's how I put it down. Yeah. I try to have a conversation. I know my husband is more of your type. He gets very defensive and he will throw fists if required to protect me. He's very protective. To at some point he was so protective, I was like, "No, honey, it's fine. It's okay. I can deal with this. It's it's okay. Don't worry about it." He's like, "No, no, no, no. This is not fair. He shouldn't be treating you like this." I'm like, I got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. so cute. There's that like, balance of of emotion that I, that's why I bring that up. There's a balance of emotional check and not letting your aggressiveness take over fully because that could be really bad. It could come off really strong and it could be scary. And that is scary for a lot of people that don't have their emotions control. So there's a there's some rules that I live by, which since I'm talking about me a little bit, about about myself, letting the people in the audience know who I am. There's a thing that I show, say, and this is what I do follow. Show respect at all times, regardless if they piss you off. So that's why that's why I've always explained if somebody was messing with Kit, I would say, okay, I'm going to talk to them. But I'd be like... I don't appreciate you picking on my friend here. If you keep doing that, you and I are going to have problems. Do you understand that? And you make your voice, you make your point clear and very respectful and don't curse them out. That's how I say it. Show yeah. respect of all times, especially any, doesn't matter the situation. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to give you guys a little free uh, dad advice for today. Um, when a mosquito lands on your testicles, that's the moment you realize violence is not always the option. That's a that's an interesting way to put it, but okay. <laughs> but it is true. It is true. <laughs> give it just give it a little pinch. Yep. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. I don't want to get involved more than this. <laughs> okay, we're good. Moving on. <laughs> just like move on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to go. I had to do it. Nah, it's, it's um, all good. Makes it fun. Has any has the furry uh, community ever kind of like impacted your daily life a little bit? Like especially like we're doing this podcast, could that that could be a thing. Has it like gotten the way of things before? Like doing this and then going to FWA and doing what we need to do, stuff like that. Well, it's it sure did. Like this like this weekend was a perfect example. Uh, we were gathering my whole family together uh, up in our cabins up in the north. And uh, I had to leave a bit early because I wanted to be here on the podcast. I would have loved to stay an hour or two longer, but, you know, I have responsibilities. I want people to know me as somebody that is reliable and you can count on. That's very important for me. But I've explained them to, to them that, hey, when I got there, I told them, look, Saturday, Sunday night, I have a recording. I have to leave at 6.30. So if we can like make sure it works and everybody was super okay with it. Um, same with FWA. I had 
to take off days of work to be able to be here because you know it was two days of traveling one way and then two days back so it does cut me off from money and salary and also mm -hmm. if people wanted to have like a family gathering or stuff i couldn't attend because obviously i was away from the house but it's never been a to a point where it became an issue it's i've always communicated properly with my friends and family and they've always been super uh you know understanding of course if we had to compromise then i would talk to the team talk to you know friends and see what i can do and try to outweigh the pros and cons and usually it's always been going well okay but before before we get to that, I wanted to try something a little bit different. Leave you leave a comment if you think we should go back to the original way we did this, or would you like to split? So, I noticed if you guys haven't have seen that I did not mention the question of the week. I just wanted to try out to see if we could do the split, just to see how it feels. That's all. So, so I can split? clarify. So, you know how. Well, I'm just gonna say in a quick way. Instead of like trying to do the Q and A, the question of the weeks, like and and the uh, advertising, I want to yeah. try to split it. I want to see how that would look. That's why I haven't started it yet. But that, I know okay. you you brought that up, so I'm gonna try it this way. So ten minutes later, okay. So we'll see. If you guys don't like it, leave a comment down below. Now the question of the week, which is how do you personally strike a balance between you? your furry activities and other important aspects of your life, such as work, family, and school. Now, we had a lot of people answer those questions already. So we're gonna start off with the Discord ones. So Justin the Wolf uh, said, normally I, I do it is I make a list on what I want to do and the important ones I do first, like paying off the credit card and checking on my family too. You know what? Definitely. You know, consider family first. It's definitely a good one. And always making sure to pay off credit cards, you know, at the end of the month, as you should. That's pretty good. And one from, uh, I might mispronounce this, Ralpha. Think about the stuff that matter to you more, like engage on something that is meaningful, value to your life, and whatever extra time you have, use it for. Chill vibes with furry friends. Well, yeah, again, you know, going back to just spending time with your friends and what you value more, that's definitely a good thing to go by. Thanks for your input on that, Ralpha. And Matt, we're going to go to Twitter, and this is from Actor House. He says, I tried to separate or calibrate the two. Since being a furry is more of a hobby, despite my love to be a wolf, there's more than life has to offer. However... I use my furry name as my stage name for professional projects. Despite that, I never lost sight of oh, that. That's cool. I was never lost sight of what matters. That's pretty interesting that you kind of bring that up. I never thought you would ever use um, your your persona name to do your you know your personal projects. That's pretty cool. I like that idea. That's great. I think. Well, it makes I didn't, sense. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think not? about that. I mean, why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, go. You <laughs> should not? do what you. I should think about doing that myself. And the last one was Heidel. He says, being a furry for me is just being a dog on the internet. I love having my Sona represent my online and his, me, represent me online and his loving personality. I based all of his personality traits of myself off of myself. So I am the same exact way with friends, family, and at work. I'm happy to be a furry. Oh, that is very cute. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is adorable. It's really cute. Yeah. Good answer. I like that. Yeah, me too. That my is a avatar, very good answer. My character is just an extension of myself. Like, 
what you're seeing is pretty much how I act here. It's pretty much I act in real life. Except sometimes the goofiness. You know, I have to tone it down because I'm too much for some people to handle. But, you know, just general interaction is the same. Are you the same way too? You guys know me as being a dork. Yeah. We love you like that. <laughs> that's when I'm... That's when I come up with jokes that are like very dad jokes. <laughs> and some of you just... Uh, not again. <laughs> oh, yeah, but when you see their eyes roll in the back of their skull, I'm like, oh, God, and like, like yes, victory. <laughs> That's how I take it. Again, I'm going to bring up the whole thing about when, when on the way back from FWA, me and Stream were just watching dad joke videos. <laughs> that oh, whole for like, trip. what, two or three hours? <laughs> yeah. Man. Two that three hours great. of watching dad videos. Yeah, and we were we would hit up. So Colton and Xavier, they had like a radio, and we're you know we had radios going on, and we like, mm -hmm. hey boys, oh what's the difference between this and that? <laughs> and they were like, we're gonna cut off radio communications in five minutes if you don't stop. Over. Yeah, I forgot about that. But anyways, yes, if you. But yeah, I wanted to do that split to see how it would uh, feel. And then if you guys like it, leave a comment down below. <laughs> Anyways, now we're back on things about uh, balance. Now, there's many things that you can balance in your life. Um, and if we're going to go beyond the furry of that, what are some things that you try to do to balance your own business with your husband? Yeah. I think the best way to proceed is just communication, generally speaking. I keep bringing this up, but it's so important, and we never do it enough. But mm -hmm. uh, I would usually tell my husband every single day, I'm like, hey, I got five orders in. I need to do this, this, and that, and then we could do this for dinner, and then we do this. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Or sometimes he'll say, oh, dude, I'm going to hang out with some friends tonight, so if you want to do something, go ahead on your own. And then I'll be like, okay, cool. Sounds, sounds good to me. So you, it will depend if I'm too stressed out or overworked and I need to take some time for myself, some me time, I call it. I will say, hey, honey, I've been stressed out. Uh, I would definitely need some me time right now. I would like to do this. Is that OK with you or do you need mm -hmm. anything else before I do my me time? And he will let me know and we'll communicate and talk about it. So, again, communication yeah. is the best tool in this situation and you'll figure something out in the middle let's try something a little bit different let's try something like that's more involved with financial stuff no hello oh yeah those hip thrusts are yeah yeah I mean, he's digging for his wallet <laughs> yeah so <laughs> financial stuff we have talked about this in an episode a long time ago but this is a good thing to bring up so when it comes to furry consumers they buy a lot <laughs> And yes. I mean a lot. Without thinking sometimes. <laughs> Without thinking. And there there seems to be this kind of weird thing where there is no... There's barely a... Barely fiction flying away from the screen from the hip. Uh, what well, just happened? you're moving around, but your body is away. <laughs> there you go. You're back. Oh, my God. Um... I might be having some technical difficulties today. But anyways... Yeah, your hip tracker <laughs> yeeted yourself across the room. That was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just disappeared there for a moment. And it just went awkwardly. Yeah, make sure your, but... your, your trackers are visible and stuff. Yeah, they are. I, I don't cover myself. That's the weird part. Um, yes. 
that that could have been taken the wrong way i apologize <laughs> <laughs> my favorite way i'm sorry um anyways stop okay i will stop myself i'm not going any further it's okay <laughs> sorry so Go yes when it comes to financial balances uh yeah there's a bad thing about furries when they're buying stuff they buy too much and to the point where they start to struggle just a little bit because of it like i've seen some people i like for example furries spend a lot of money on art and we do a lot of money on art now not discrediting the artist because you know that kind of craft is very hard to do on itself and to do it right and it does take time to make that kind of writing happen. Well, not writing, that kind of drawing happen. It is a thing where furries have, have this thing where they don't really balance their their finances like on things they need to take care of. And they do it most on their wants. Would you agree? Yeah, and also they will also neglect proper quality food and health to be able to pay stuff that won't bring them anything back. The artworks are really fun and, you know, that little boost of energy you get from seeing the progress and it's super exciting. But once the art is posted and it's been there, then the, you know, the fun thing kind of ends. So mm -hmm. artworks is they're fun, but I don't feel like they bring a lot to you know what you're paying for. Yes, it's giving you visibility if you're trying to build yourself as a brand or content creator or you just want to be popular, commissioning different artists is a good way to, you know, get some visibility. But I feel like the amount of money you're spending versus what you're getting back is very, very low. And and if you want to get art that is fine if you want to treat yourself to art piece that's great but please don't neglect your own personal health to be able to afford and pay for an artist make sure you're in perfect condition then save some or and then buy an art um, buy an art piece from an artist or you what you can do is you budget and you, you save can also a do a savings account exactly you can do that yep. yeah because just, it's 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 really easy to overspend and i'm a big spender i tend to spend every money i have and not really save luckily my husband is managing the finances he used to be a financial planner and he's like stream was that justifiable for a purchase and i'm like um maybe not i'm sorry <laughs> he's like damn it i told you not to do that I'm like sorry i couldn't hold myself i needed to buy that bag of like Oh. Sweet cheese curds off the Costco because I love poutine and stuff. Um, but yeah, poutine. Yeah, so good. It's the number one. I love me food some in Quebec. poutine. Oh, dude! If you want to have some poutine in the middle of winter by a campfire during a <laughs> snowstorm, it's the best comfort food, man. Get me some of Anyways. that poutine. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm adding my southern accent to poutine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, like, like, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to develop a financial plan and to balance your personal um, money with, like, FWA for next year. Yes. You're definitely so planning already... it better. <laughs> yes, uh, planning it better, and I'm getting ahead of time as well. And my husband has been, has been my accountant for my business. He's been handling all the expenses, the support, the rep reports. I know exactly my profit margin now. 
and it's not as high as I thought it would be, but uh, you know, now that I'm declared to the government, I have to pay taxes too, so it makes things a bit more complicated. But I'm doing this mostly as a hobby, and it's it's really fun. I'm having a good time, and my husband being part of the team just relieves a lot of stress that I had as starting my own business. It's the financial aspect that I couldn't mm -hmm. handle, so I'm glad he's here because, man, I could not do this on my own. I would have to pay somebody very expensively to be now, able to Now, there is an interesting balance. Here's an interesting balance, and it's one of the hardest skills to learn. You and I are very much creative thinkers, right? Yeah. It's hard to think more logically. Like, yeah, we have the creative powers, but to do the work of learning how to um, do a finances, accountants, or even learning how to, um, how to do social media, it's one of the hardest things because that's more logical thinking. Mm -hmm. We have, and that's the hardest part. Most creative thinkers have a hard time doing logical stuff. And I'm learning how to do both. And it's one of the difficult things I've ever done because I'm so used to creative thinking. But now that I have to do logical thinking and I need to learn how to market a product, even hopefully learning how to make top dogs better, you know, with knowledge that yeah. I could hopefully pass on to the social media team because I'm trying to learn how to do that. It is difficult to think that way because that's not my niche, so to speak. It, it is an own skill set in its own, you know, it's it requires knowledge, help. It, it's really good for anybody out there, uh, like you're trying to save yourself for the future, save like money for the mm -hmm. future in retirement. Having a financial advisor can really save your butt and they know how the system works. So they can give mm -hmm. you tips and tricks for you to save money, but you have to trust them though. And usually they have your best interests at heart, but just just be wary of the financial planners that work for banks themselves. Go for independent uh, mm -hmm. financial planners because they are paid off by the performance uh, they're providing. They have fees that they charge, but usually those fees are lower than the bank and they provide you with more income than a bank would because the bank just wants to make itself richer, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't really know how it works in the States. I know in the Canada we have our own thing going on, but the, the idea, what I'm saying applies to everyone out there. Um, I think the thing that is the most difficult for me when you were mentioning creative, you know, creative minds is when I have an idea for an invention or thing I want to build, I start putting it together in my mind and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to need ball bearings. I'm going to need linear guide rods. I'm going to need motors, straps, pulleys. And I just start, I just feel like buying everything that I want. And sometimes that project doesn't really go to the place I want to. I ended up spending money on materials that in the end I didn't use because, you know, a day or two later, I came up with a better design. So I end up wasting money. So I have to be very careful with that. Yeah, even though logical thinkers have a hard time thinking creatively too. It's kind of like the yin and yang uh, of both. It depends. I'm a very logical person, but I can be irrational sometimes. That would be a more accurate mm. statement. For my situation all right now there's one more thing i wanted to ask and that would be looking back what is the one thing you wish you would have known earlier and especially balancing things in your life a very good question i think the thing that i wish well here's the thing my I have, there's I was going to mention something but I my husband made me realize to me it was starting to become a problem before it became a problem but 
popularity and that whole thing like oh i want to be popular i want people to know me don't aspire to do that because it's gonna get in your brain and it's it's gonna affect how you interact with people and you're gonna think you're better than everyone just don't go for the quest of being the most popular person don't do that because if at one point yes you do become popular then you lose your privacy and then everybody knows about you and then drama will circulate about you and you will be targeted because people will be jealous and will want to be popular so please don't aspire to be a popular person for the god of unless you're trying to build a brand or you're trying to build a business that is fine but as a person be very careful with that it's a double it is the, one sword. of the most tiring and mentally exhausting things i've ever done yeah <laughs> just but, you know if you want to be if you want to be known go with this mindset instead and it's my husband's grandfather that mentioned this and it it it, it stays with me i think about it almost every time is what do you want to be remembered for simple as that what do you want definitely for the to good things for exactly definitely for the good things so be there for your friends them out bring them support but don't forget don't don't lose yourself in that process either you know you need to take some care some time to care about for yourself and you know communicate what's going on i would say for me that i want to give advice that i I wish i knew is um just because you fail does that mean everything's over sometimes you're gonna have to get yourself back up and again and again and again sometimes it takes a hundred fails in your life to make one successful one and that's okay because with the failures you also learn something every time which is a good thing it is a positive Mm. thing in the end might might not be at the moment but there's always a silver lining to everything even though you don't see it at first i think most failures failure very very wise yeah, and every failure will bring you closer to success. And the worst thing you can do is to give up because mm-hmm. you'll never get to that point. So don't give up. Take a break if you need yeah. to, but don't give up. Don't lose hope of your dreams. Well, I think I that concludes. I, <laughs> I think that also concludes today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy this. It's a lot of conversations, and there's probably more conversations we can have with balancing in life. Until then. You know, have a good night. Hopefully I don't, my hips don't send me to outer space. And see you guys next week. Until then, have a good night. Good night, everyone.